Welcome to Bundle Buddies, the podcast where we play indie games from Mitchell.io and elsewhere. My name is Alex Honnett. And my name is Eric Taylor Roth. And our silent producer is Matthew Haddock. We were inspired to play through the Itch.io Bundle for Race, Justice, and Equality when it was launched in June 2020. It raised over $8 million for charitable causes. We now play through that bundle, other bundles, and other games that celebrate the spirit of indie gaming and social justice. This is episode 56, and we have played 159 of the 3,441 games in our bundles, and we promise to play all of them. Thank you for joining us today. You're welcome, Alex. If you you have a game in the bundle, we will get to it. But you know what? You can just like shoot us a little DM. You can shoot us a little EM. That's email for uh, for the millennials. Gen Z. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We will. We are so easily accessible right now. We are. We are. We will do literally anything for you. (laughs) Yeah, we're fucking desperate, baby. So hit us up while we still are. Yeah, because right now, uh, we're about to blow la- up. Yeah, it's not going to last fucking forever, you little freak out there. Yeah, yeah. You so get, in on, there. get in on the ground floor. You've had plenty of ch- chances to get in the ground floor, and so we're, we're imploring you. and We're giving you one more chance. We are expanding the ground floor. They, we are not building up. <laughs> we are building wide, baby. Wide. <laughs> <laughs> we're a fucking expanding ranch house, you know? This is... <laughs> This lobby is spacious. Yeah, and get ready because maybe we're going to build to a freaking... It might not just be straight up. It might be a pyramid, and then it gets smaller and smaller. So what we're saying is this podcast is a pyramid scheme. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I knew that. I I, I knew I it from the get-go. Yeah, yeah, me too. So what we're saying <laughs> is we invite you, and then you invite some people, and then they uh-huh. invite some people, and eventually yeah. we're all going to get freaking rich. It's it's gonna happen so in terms, of, in terms of what's up with me uh it's cat mating season again our backyard is the alley is is f- <laughs> like fuck alley for cats i hear him all goddamn night katie has seen them on the roof having sex in our like flower beds having sex and if i leave anything outside it smells like cat piss so that's Ew. what's up with me i just we just we're out there right now and we're getting ready for dinner i'm cleaning up a little bit and I forgot to put my grill cover back on. And when I did, it's it smelled deeply of cat piss in a, in oh, a way I wasn't prepared for. No. Did you grill on it? Well, it's the grill cover. So it's just the, the you know, I the grill itself is fine, you know, but I guess I, I am sort of basting it right now in a little cat piss smelly thing. So I'm if, if you allergic over, to cats. But what about, I don't what about their I'm piss? Allergic <laughs> to cat <piss>. <laughs> <laughs> What's up with you, Eric? Uh, not a whole lot right before, right before. So, okay. I have a confession, Alex. Uh, the reason that I was a little late to this recording, uh, and I, I was, I was here. I was ready. Yeah. Early, yeah I don't, I wouldn't, I, that's, that's not a charitable, uh, reading of the situation, but go on. I was a little late to the recording because I was busy almost getting a W in apex legends. I got six oh. kills, which is just insane. Oh. I mean, finished second. My teammates were, absolute nothing masters and I, just, <laughs> I just sort of i've been uh been carrying been, baby yeah, yeah yeah well you know it's it's i'm still trying to figure out the whole mouse and keyboard shit but um you know sometimes you just get you get lucky and you just sort of stumble upon people in their worst situations and you just sort of like get to fight people one at a time and you have the Love advantage it. and uh and most of the time i'm the person just getting absolutely slaughtered so it felt pretty good that's great um yeah. 
let's talk about the episode this week. Uh, it's a okay. big one. We've got on the JPC, John Patrick Cohn. He's a podcaster with Hey Riddle Riddle um, on the HeadGum Network and a streamer, uh, Shark Barkman, on Twitch. Um, he's great. This is a really fun episode. This is a really fun episode. Uh, yeah, I just like smart, thoughtful, funny. Is he, is he the first streamer we've had on? I think, uh, like, I mean, Bird Words streams sort of like them making Caitlin games. Linden Caitlin's a streamer. She was, yeah. she was a streamer. Um, but he might be the first person that, like, might, <laughs> like, that, like has games? actual, like, fans yeah, or something. Right. So well, if, if you're coming, if you're coming over because you're a, a JPC head, welcome to the bundle. Yeah, buddies. if you're part of the Shark Tank, uh, w- welcome. We're we're uh, consider us the chum in between. <laughs> yeah, uh, no big deal. This week's cause is the CTUF, the Chicago Teachers Union Foundation, is the philanthropic arm of the Chicago Teachers Union. Their mission is to develop networks that advance education for students, educate for teachers, and resource underserved communities through student scholarships, professional development, and grant making. They advocate for policies centered on public education, such as restorative practices, and career and technical education by collaborating with community organizations and external partnerships. They are at www.ctuf.org or at ctuf.org. Foundation on Twitter. That's <laughs> that's so funny. It's like CTUF Foundation. CTU Foundation. CTU Foundation on Twitter. Oh yeah. CTUF Foundation. Union. These my teeth, my my straight teeth are thanks to the Chicago Teachers Union's dental program, dental insurance program. I was able to get braces once my mom joined. So. And unfortunately, your bad knees are also because of that from their health care plan. <laughs> so it's, I mean, it's not all Chicago good. Chicago Public Schools gym program. <laughs> so <laughs> with one, one hand, scooters. <laughs> one hand it giveth and the other hand it taketh away. Uh, but I mean, Chicago teachers are getting absolutely uh, clobbered by COVID right now. And the yeah. way the city is treating them is completely disgusting so please consider donating um uh or if you're in chicago volunteering to help out um of course we've donated to them and if you donate and send proof to bundle buddies podcast at gmail.com we will shut you on the show let's get going baby yeah dude what's uh so have you ever played video games before <laughs> first question <laughs> we like to ask everybody <laughs> You know, I, I, one of my favorite things about listening to this podcast is how well researched this podcast is. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I I actually, I have played video games before. I was, I was quite, quite, they're cool, uh, aren't they? They're really fun. They're so cool and they're only getting better. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of video games, I would say. Do you, so do you have like a first, uh, do you have an early memory, like, or a first memory? of like encountering video games playing them i i do remember um pl- playing the legend of zelda on original nintendo and like having mm. to swap off with my older brother like he would play for like 20 minutes and then i would get a turn to play um but i i think that my like video game life really came alive with goldeneye mm. on n64 mm. oh yeah i mean th- that that game was just it was revolutionary. I, you know, it's it's one of those things that I truly do miss about video games is the kind of couch co-op aspect uh, of it, which, you know, they rightfully they got rid of because they wanted to sell everyone their own system and their own copy of a game, um, <laughs> yeah. which I get it. But, man, nothing compares to those 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 good old days of the uh, the N64 four player Goldeneye. 
Yeah. I've kind of, I, I, in my head, I'm thinking like, it'd be great if we went back to like, how cool would it have been if, um, it was your responsibility to bring your own controller, you know, and you could like mod out the controller so that it had like special attributes or something like that. You know what I mean? Like well, I, I was playing, I mean, this is, I guess the most kind of recent example was I was playing a, a video game, um, called, Oh my God. It's like, it's, it's Nintendo switch video game and it's about boomer boomerang foo. Have you guys played Boomerang Foo? No. It is a six-player couch co-op like game, and it's like little mini levels where you're playing little like vegetables and fruits and cartons of milk, and you're killing each other with boomerangs. It's fantastic. That sounds um, awesome. But it's six-player couch co-op, which <laughs> I haven't I haven't played like a six-player game in forever. But uh, we had some friends come over, and they brought their Switch controllers, and it was I have a Switch Pro controller. Um, so it was just a very like a dichotomy of like some people playing with these little shitty thumbsticks. Yeah, at gate, totally. And then me playing with like a Switch Pro controller, being like, okay, let's go. I have all the buttons. <laughs> you don't. Well, there was the. I mean, like that. I feel like for the N sixty four era was definitely the era of showing up at a friend's house and getting the like shitty controller. Oh, that, exactly. Like, yeah. Looked cool like from Funko land or whatever, you know, uh-huh. like you would buy these, like <laughs> you would buy this controller that was like, Oh, it's like blue. And it's got like, you know, and then a, you, as soon as you start playing it, you're like, Oh, this sucks. This is the worst thing. I'm it's like the, it's like, like the yeah. meme of like, you know, you and the guy, she tells you not to worry about sort of a thing <laughs> where it's like just a little bit off. I think, you know, for the, I had some friends when we when I got to high school. It was like a couple middle uh, middle schools merging together, you know. So yeah. there were like all those new kids that you didn't know from other schools, and there was like a group of friends that my group of friends became very close with pretty quickly that had spent like a year and a half obsessively playing the first Mario Party. You know what I mean? Oh, and there okay. is a specific uh, game that they were all completely like uh, obsessed with called Castaways, where it was the one where you had to use like the palm of your hand to rotate it very quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and it actually burned holes in kids' hands. They had to send out like a, a special glove that they, they would like get like you know GameStop would like hand out if like you wanted it. And it, and it would this thing destroy the controllers. I mean, the, completely. <laughs> yeah, you, you just went through those controllers and those. I mean, the N sixty four controllers one of the worst like ergonomically designed thing on, on the planet, like just a complete failure of a controller, which yeah. I, I love. Yeah. I mean, it was really funny. It was definitely, it, they were like, it's going to have three different handles. Like, what do you future. think about that? And it's like, I don't have three hands. Like what the fuck? I don't <laughs> need this thing, and you're just like, I'm going to use the middle handle on my controller. Cause the middle handle had like a trigger underneath it. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. You so had to use the middle one. Yeah, it was what a just an awful design. <laughs> awful, awful, awful. Well, and then also like like for Goldeneye, I I was just talking about this with friends. Like the strafe buttons were like all the way to the left. So like yeah. if you wanted to strafe, which has like as first person shooters have kind of developed, like that's got to be one of the most important parts of the game, oh, right? Yeah. Is your ability yeah. to move. Well, I mean that right. it begs an important question: Is uh, did you guys did you use the standard Goldeneye controls? Uh, were you a kissy or a honey person, or did you dip into like the the heavy shit? 
What the fuck? A there's, kissy or a honey person? So there's that you can before you you couldn't map the buttons in Goldeneye to yeah. specific things, but you could go with different controller profiles. And one of the solitaire is the one I used, which allowed you to use the like the strafing buttons. You know the the left uh-huh. sort of um, yeah yeah yeah. Uh, that's a little the, yellow. The yeah, yeah. It was the, the Turok, uh, basically, control uh, mapping. Oh. And that was uh, sort of a superpower that, like, folks didn't know about. You, you That you could, like, actually do it that way. And then you'd use the trigger. So you shift over the hands, you know? You're using right hand for uh, aiming and triggering and then left hand to actually walk around. Oh. And boy, oh, boy. But, you know, I, I would just take suckers out with that thing. We, <laughs> My sixth grade sleepovers weren't ready for that shit. I do remember I went over to my cousin's house at one point and they had memorized on, I believe on complex, they had memorized the spawn patterns and they would just go from spawn to spawn, like oh, killing you as soon as you got there. Man, that is and I was rough. like, oh yeah, this isn't fun anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have that aspect. Of it. They're like treating you like a boss that they've memorized. <laughs> oh yeah. Like, oh, okay, cool. Like, oh great. yeah. You having fun? <laughs> Were they having fun? Uh, you know, I think so. Yeah. I mean, why do it if you're not going to have fun doing it? Right. <laughs> I don't know. I, some people have like, I mean, so I've been playing more, um, online games and that sort of started at the beginning of the pandemic. And there is like, you know, as you start to like play these and encounter people playing them, I'm wondering, I'm like, are you guys having fun? Because it are sounds like you're fucking yet? miserable. Right, like you know, you, like you jump yeah. on with a stranger, and they're just like, "What the fuck is your fucking? What is this drop? I didn't even get any fucking weapons." And I'm like, "You, I don't think you're you're enjoying yourselves. Like, what is this? Why, why do this?" I I do wonder about that, but but there is something when you're like playing video games with people, especially people that you know, versus playing video games with just one person yelling online. Mm-hmm. I, I, I do I do kind of wonder, but. Not too much because I can't possibly force myself to give a shit about that person because that person, <laughs> the person who's like screaming about video games, they're so lost to me at that point that it's, I know, it's mystified. <laughs> it is sort of like visiting the zoo a little bit of just like, huh, so what's it like to just be this miserable and, and like weird, you know, yeah. like it's, it's so strange. Um, there's something about it to me. I, I, I just s- simply don't interact with those people. I'm, I think I'm much too sensitive to play video games online and actually like hear what people say. Um, but like, in, it is kind of like, you know, like seeing a new city for the for experiencing another culture for the first time, kind of a thing. Like, where else in the world are you ever gonna interact with someone like this? I guess I, unless you have a service job. I, I only play online video games, like multiplayer video games, with friends. But there was a point in my life, I, five years ago ish, where I was unemployed and I was playing Overwatch like twelve hours a day. I would like oh, wake ba- up in oh, the morning, baby. brew a full pot of coffee, and then just play Overwatch and drink coffee. And there, there, and with strangers, um, and usually like ranked matches as well. And there would get to be a point where, like, nothing anyone said to me would bother me. People would be like, you know, hey, stay on the objective, and I'd be like, no, I'm doing a different thing. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm doing my own thing. Like, you don't, uh, you don't know me, and you don't tell me what to do. <laughs> I, I do get, I do get that mindset, but I also know that like that was not a good place to be in for me. No. So I'm like, it's mm-hmm. not a good place to be in in general if that's your mindset. Yeah, well, I, it's funny because I'll I'll play Rocket League and I'll start it up and be like, 
all right, like you're being a little goofy, like fuck you, whatever. And then like, you know, like five or six games in, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Like, you're not <laughs> well, why the fuck are you chasing it? Like, this is bullshit. And I start like, I find myself spamming like, oh, what a save. Like, man, you're really, and I'm like, oh God, <laughs> I've become, I've become that. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's usually a good indicator to me that it's like, yeah, it's probably, it's probably time to turn it off. You probably had enough at that point. Yeah. yeah. Eat, a, <laughs> eat a snack, get some water. I remember that uh, period of time you were playing that much Overwatch, John, because we uh, played together sometimes. You were like uh, one of the top uh, 50 Reapers in the U.S. at one point on the PS4. Top four. Number four for a while. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Exciting time. How's that feel? Uh, I mean. Now. Oh, now it feels great. Then it felt like <laughs> you imagine checking the leaderboards to see what rank you are as like Reaper on this video game on PS4, <laughs> which like none of the pros play PS4. Like PS4 no. is for fucking casuals. And I was like, I couldn't even be the best of the casuals. <laughs> uh, there but, was a yeah. th- there was a really great moment when Overwatch was on Switch. And that was oh exactly as casual as I wanted to play it. Uh, and it was yeah. a blast. And then, and then they, I think Blizzard recently uh, had introduced like crossplay across all things. And when that happened, that, that it wasn't fun anymore. I stopped playing Overwatch at that point pretty much completely because yeah, I, it, it wasn't Casual Island anymore. I stopped before the pandemic because that's when my friends stopped playing it. And if I didn't have like a group of you know six people to play with, and it or you know five people to play with, it, it wasn't it wasn't you know fun uh, mm-hmm. anymore. Um, and it was fun when I was with my friends, even when we were losing, because it's you know I was with my friends. Mostly these days, though, I play video games by myself because I stream uh, most weekdays uh, in the middle of the day. And then I'm playing, I'm almost never playing multiplayer. So I'm, I'm usually playing like one player narrative type games. Yeah, I wanted, I wanted to ask about that. Like how, I, so we, I moved to Los Angeles, um, you know, probably about four years ago at this point. Mm-hmm. And I, I sort of, you know, lost touch with you for a little bit. And then it sort of popped up that you were streaming. And how did you get involved in that? Like, what's it like? Like, what, what do you, like, what is that for you? It's well, so it's cool. Yeah, I, I, I quit my job uh, February of 2020, fully expecting that I would uh, be, we were like, we had plans to tour more. Um, mm-hmm. We were going to, the the podcast, Hey Riddle Riddle, which is the, the podcast that I do like primarily for my job. Um, we were going to do like more road shows, yada, yada. There was this thing about like coronavirus that was like vaguely in the air, <laughs> but this was the beginning of February of 2020. A really exciting time to be alive. A really exciting time to be alive and a really like really smart time to be like, I'm going to be a full-time freelance, just artist. And then a month later it was like, Oh, okay. Like none of that is going to happen anymore. And we're just like waiting from week to week. So I started streaming. I was like, you know, I have nothing to do during the days. I will start streaming. I was started to stream on PlayStation four. And then a few months into streaming, I decided I didn't have a PC. I was like, but I, I had built a PC before. Um, I just, it was old and I never upgraded it. Uh, I decided to build another gaming PC and that kind of opened up an entire world. I mean, there's just so many more games that you can play on PC than you can on console. Um, Yeah. And and I honestly, I just didn't have any expectation for how long I would do it. And I didn't have any expectation that people would find it interesting at all, but (laughs) it, uh, it's a lot of fun and it's like I've developed like a little community of people um, and I, I, like most of the, the regulars I know by name, uh, if not, screen name than their you know whatever real name that they've chosen to give and 
I've there's a, a Discord that we have that is way too overwhelming for me, so I don't go in there. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, it seems so interesting. I, I, for a lot of streams and stuff like that, and streamers in general, it seems like the the actual streamer is kind of secondary to the really wonderful community that gets built around it. You know what I mean? Like I would say maybe tertiary if I'm even involved at all. Like it's <laughs> it, it, it feels like it feels like like owning a coffee shop in like a college totally. town where I'm it's sure. like no one is there to hang out with me i'm like weird i'm kind of old like i like i talk about coffee too much i talk about shit nobody else wants to talk about but everyone's there for each other and they're hanging out and having a good time and it's like cool you know and you know what they gotta have something to sip while they're there they've got to have a reason to be there you know and then the community comes after that absolutely that's that's the way it feels at least for me but it, it it has been really really fun to play way more video games than i ever would have played otherwise and more like different types of video games. For the most part, I just pick what I want to play, but every once in a while the stream will suggest something to play. So I think I've played like 70 video games in the last two years. That's uh, funny. Did you so do you have any like like gems in there that that were that kind of caught you by surprise? Anything that sort of All right, hold on, let's see. that you kind of were like, nah, I don't know. Let's give it a shot and then play Yeah, you go, you guys heard of this game Halo Infinite? Apparently yeah. it's supposed to be pretty good. Fucking dog shit that game. Um, okay, let's see. Games that I... Okay, so I really enjoyed um, Darkest Dungeon. I, I knew nothing about Darkest Dungeon. Uh, had, I don't had know a if I know Darkest I watched you play some of that. It, it is like a... It's like a roguelite dungeon crawler where um, you have like... You build party of four characters and you're like adventuring into different dungeons. Um, but it's kind of like you can take regular damage or psychic damage. And if you start to go insane, your characters like get worse. And then your characters can die and it's permadeath in the game. And then you have to like go to town and refill characters and re-level them up and everything like that. It's very oh, fun cool. and it's it's yeah. very it's very stressful. Um <laughs> But I, I really enjoyed that game. Um, I, I, of course, like my my game of the year for the last two years has been Hades, and I played that on stream, mm, and I fucking sure. I love that game so much. Um, and it was, let's let's see if there's anything else that was like super surprising to me that I really liked. Uh, huh. Oh, um, one that one that I that I it was like an itch that I didn't know I needed a scratching was a game called They Are Billions gets kind of repetitive but it's like a zombie survival game so there's just like you're building a town and then there's waves of zombies coming at you and i really like that it's it's got some like exploration elements and kind of some like uh i, I don't know like uh those like sandbox like civilization type games where you're okay, like build, cool. building up an infrastructure but then there's also the fact that there's just like hordes of undead that are coming at you that i, I really enjoyed that one this well. looks really rad. cool yeah, yeah. This looks like uh, one of those fake games that you see like advertised for you on your yeah. mobile phone. Yeah, where it's like, can you stop the zombies? And they swap out the different weapons as like you get more experience or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I I, I don't know that that game could possibly run on a mobile phone, but it does. It does look exactly <laughs> like one of those like Twitter ads that you scroll past. But it was 100%. very fun. I, I really enjoyed that game. I would love it if you were like, I really love. I there's this game I've been playing where you sort of like. You get to control uh, where like different levers get pulled, so different <laughs> things will spill into rooms, and you can hit by lava, or a dragon might get you. It's uh, <laughs> it's even stuff advertised all the time, and it's really fun. It's fun as hell. I, I gotta be honest, it's expensive. Oh, get your pocketbook <laughs> ready if you want to play this game. It is expensive, but it's fun. 
the airbase is interesting. Is that like is it more like RTS or is it like a turn-based kind of thing? It, it's it's RTS. It's very RTS, cool. like Command and Conquer. Um, yeah, but it's uh yeah it it it, it it's kind of got like tower defense elements as well, but. Mm. But because you're like, it's like, you know, wave survival, but it's also like exploration. You have to like go find different type, you know, lumber and rock and mine resources and all that. It's 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 a very fun game. And then if a few zombies get into your civilization, they just start biting people and turning everyone into zombies. So if you can't control it quick, like it just snowballs and your whole fucking map gets wiped. And that is very frustrating, but also very fun to see just like (laughs) it's very fun to save it. Where like half of your civilization gets destroyed, but you have enough like, you know, people to break it off and, oh, and stop yeah. the zombies but yeah it's it's a very fun game I, I i recommend that one as well i mean i remember being a kid and playing like sim city and getting bored with a city and you just like i don't know alien invasion let's see what happens and like that's, trying the, to, that's yeah. the way i feel with a lot of those games where it's just like if it's a sandbox it's like oh it's fun for a little bit but i did like the stress of having imminent zombie attacks yeah mm. That sounds super cool. Is there? Can we go back a little bit and kind of uh, follow a little bit more of a trajectory from, uh, like, what happened after, like, GoldenEye for you? Where did you go from? <laughs> so yeah, I, we've got the most recent. We're, I, we've yeah, lost, yeah, we lost I, the thread. I want, like, a, I want a nice little continuity here. <laughs> That's a great question. So, uh, you know, after that, um, GameCube was the next big system for me. Um, I, I truly loved GameCube. I played a ton of um, uh, Smash Bros. That oh, was yeah. like that was the main GameCube game. Um, Have you yeah. seen any of the documentaries about uh, Melee? No. Oh man, there's there are a couple of like extremely uh, deeply researched uh, documentaries about like you know all the best Melee players and the sort of the rise of the scene and stuff like that. Uh, and I, I don't know it, it. I watched them all when I was at IO and just got like realized there was a genre of YouTube video that I really loved, which is <laughs> obsessively documented like things that don't matter at all. You oh, know? Sure. Like, um, I, I do remember in high school getting big into Halo Two when like mm. LAN parties were a thing, where mm. we'd have like, friends load up TVs in their trucks and like drive them to something to usually our house because our house was big and just have like four tvs connected in four different rooms we'd have like a tv in our kitchen our living room our dining room and then in the hallway and we would have 16 people with fucking cords running everywhere were your parents Halo like around where were the parents <laughs> uh yeah yeah my, i can my mom, imagine my parents being cool with this <laughs> like, my, my mom's like office was on the second floor so it was basically it was like you know if we're gonna have friends over it didn't it didn't cost her anything right so that was I guess so, yeah. the main the main thing was like who's gonna feed 60 to these kids we we're we we're, we were in high school at that point so we were like okay so like some people have money that they can pay for better to have you guys there than you know getting shit canned in a field somewhere you know which is probably the only other option in indiana yeah, honestly land parties in the corn <laughs> yeah the, the land parties were the more tame things that we would do so that that was actually fine um and then when i uh, was a freshman in college was when i built my first computer and uh the because my grandpa was like he told all of his grandkids he was like i'll get you a computer if you go to college and i was like i don't want you to buy me a computer but i would love for you to give me as much money as you were gonna spend on a computer and then i'll build like a way better computer myself and uh me and my dad did that and i had that pc and i was like a pc guy for like the next like six years i skipped some consoles in there and then went back to consoles when all of my friends were playing PlayStation 4. I remember mm-hmm. I was working at cars.com in Chicago and like okay. 
I think like Alex Manich uh, bought a PlayStation 4 and then mm-hmm. everyone else was like Vince Portashi got one. I got one. Nico got one. Like it was like it was like a, it was all Chicago improvisers that had this bullshit tech job. And then we all just started buy, buying PlayStation 4 so that we could play whatever games we were playing together. Uh, hell yeah. I think that a was lot the, of it was that was Overwatch. an exciting time. Yeah. 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 I remember playing a lot of Overwatch with you guys. That was when I um Overwatch was the first like it, I mean it's not even a first person shooter but it's the it's the first sort of first person um multiplayer game like that that I got back into after what do you I mean realized it's not that, a first person shooter I've actually never played over it's probably time for me to just is it free to play Well now that you got no it's not you have to buy it but I I would just wait until the second one comes out and people don't know what they're doing you know mm-hmm. which who knows that could be like what like a year from now two years who you know yeah, could I be mean, tomorrow my, my my I think that if you missed Overwatch, that's fine, and you don't have to. You could just let that be in the past because okay. I don't see any reason to pick it up now. And mm-hmm. I mean, I'll I'll be honest, I'm not a Blizzard fan anymore. I I still do love their games, but I don't know if I'll ever own another Blizzard game because uh, mm-hmm. you know it's just a fucking horrible company. And so yeah, it, right. it, 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 Overwatch Two, like if it had come out three years ago, I would have been like, hell yeah, let's get this going. But it's just been like. It's been teased forever. It'll probably come out three years from now, and I won't be interested. I I, I bought the Diablo two remaster because I love Diablo two. I played a ton of Diablo two in high school, oh, sure. um, and I bought the Diablo two remaster and I tried to play it on stream one time, and it was like the waiting time to like play the game is three hours, and I was like, what oh, the fuck? No, no, well, I can't wait that long. No. And I I emailed them and I got my money back. Oh fuck wow. yeah! Hell yeah! Yeah, I, I like Googled how do I get my money back for this game? And there was someone who had like made an, an article about how to access the help center because so many people wanted their money back on that game. And I was like, <laughs> very cool, very cool. Yeah, no, I guess you're right. I mean, I never played World of Warcraft and I feel totally fine. Like, I feel totally fine. That's not a game where I'm like, oh, I want to like get yeah. into this. Overwatch is definitely one of those that I'm like, oh, this seems interesting you know was, what i mean, I mean like, it was super fun but yeah I, I do get i i do feel like the moment has passed on it and it's probably just full of like weird toxic teenagers now so it's like it's fine not being on it yeah I, it it was a really fun game for a little bit though well and the, the you know the the point to it was like i realized playing was like oh it's not just like super twitchy like i, I basically like stopped playing first person shooters because i was like i'm bad at halo like i can't i don't play this very well i don't get it i don't like really but in overwatch there's like so many different ways to play or yeah. so many different like f- you know functions that your characters can uh fulfill for the team i was like this is actually interesting and fun and i'm not just trying to like no scope someone right away or just getting like completely housed every all the time hmm. which was fun that was a fun way to play the the other thing that I I played a lot of Overwatch was because at the time I had a treadmill and I had my PS4 hooked up to like a TV in front of my treadmill and I would play Overwatch while I was just like walking and I would play for like two and a half hours and be like oh shit I just walked for two and a half hours <laughs> so in, in my rocks, mind it was dude. like it was it was the my my good for me video game fix and. I, that went on way too long. I did find out later in my life that I could just work out independently for way less time, get more of a like actual like cardio workout, and then go play video games. So that's that's what I do nowadays. But. Well, Alex has been he he's got like his uh, trend. Yeah, I got my I got my old strategy. I have an exercise bike, and I'll play like XCOM while I uh, do it. You know, that's but smart. It's, it, it works. It works some of the time. Recently, I've been pretty lazy about it, um, which is too bad. But also, you know, those XCOM games, something like Overwatch is, the, is similar in that, like, you just get completely sucked into it. Yeah, you it. disappear it's, it's into a, it. 
it's a perfect like way just to burn a couple of hours mm-hmm. without even realizing it. Uh, do you have a, do you have like a, what would you say your like favorite game, video game all time? If you could like just, you know, imperfectly pick your favorite game. I mean, that is hard. I mean, if we're talking about like raw hours, I maybe dumped, I maybe dumped more raw hours into Overwatch than any other video game. Mm. But for that, but that's really like about community. I think like just sitting down me playing it maybe like in you know in aggregate all of the elder scrolls games because oh, yes. oh, sure. i loved i loved morrowind i loved oblivion and i played the shit out of skyrim um but the oblivion i i played oblivion in high school and there was a time that i'm not proud of that it was like <laughs> a friday i had a six pack of 24 ounce mountain dews that like my dad had gotten for me it was a friday i came home we had a computer in uh the bedroom that my me and my little brother shared and i started playing computer friday friday after after school and drinking mountain dew and the next thing that i know my little brother was asking me if i was going to church and i was like church is on sunday and he was like it is sunday and i was like no i can't go to church i'm sick I have to go to sleep. <laughs> and I got I got up, took like a count of where I was. I don't think I don't I I don't know if I had eaten. I think that maybe at one point I made a grilled cheese for myself, but I can't I could not be sure. I drank all the Mountain Dew. The Mountain Dew was gone. I and, figured that's where it was. You and, know? I, and I was I was violently ill. Like I, I was like, oh, I need to take yeah. a shower. I got in the shower. I was like shaking. I was like, I have to go to bed. Uh, and then I didn't go to school on Monday because I was so sick. Uh, oh, that's so crazy. <laughs> What's so funny, dude, is like I, I feel like I've been knocking on the door of that so many times in my life. But that's never like it's never explicitly happened to me like that. Yeah, you know? I don't I don't advise it. I mean, I guess if you're going to do it, do it when you're like. 17 and i think that's the only time you could do it i have a very close approximation it was actually skyrim i've told on the podcast before went over to our friend's house to go to a bar he was going to take a shower he's like oh hey i got skyrim if you want to play it and skyrim was a game i heard about it was like i need to avoid this because if i play it it's gonna gonna be a problem but i was like we're gonna go to a bar i could play it so uh picked it up and then we stayed in playing it until two in the morning. I went home next morning. I woke up, drove to Best Buy, spent all of my Christmas bonus on a flat screen TV and a PS3 in Skyrim. <laughs> and then that was a Friday. That was Saturday. Played all day Saturday. Played all day Sunday. Called in sick to work Monday and Tuesday. Yep. And then finally went back. You know. But during that whole time, I was eating. I was yeah. going for walks. You know, like you did yeah, help Sure. I think I was probably like, what, 25 or something like that, maybe 27 so, uh, around that age. So things, you know, I had my act together. I just uh, became completely cripplingly addicted to a video game. I, I did a I did a 24 hour stream in 2020 in the summer of 2020. And I I felt very insane at the mm. end of it. Um, yeah. I felt like I probably could have gone longer. Like I didn't feel like totally wiped out, but at my mentally i was just no longer i was no longer there people still have clips of me that they've made in the stream of just me kind of like babbling to myself at four in the morning <laughs> uh playing video games so it's like that I, I like i'm not going to church i'm not going to, church. <laughs> yeah, not going Kevin, to church. no church for me <laughs> <laughs> So let's let's uh, roll into these dang games this week. You know, it's interesting to hear you play, say that you played uh, seventy games this year, uh, 
JPC, because I think like you're one, like streamers are the only kind of people who maybe are close to like <laughs> we played what Eric also, like hundred. This year is only like sixteen days old. <laughs> uh, no, I know in the last two no, years, yeah, I would yeah, say yeah. like two years, it's been about seventy games. I love that idea of like yeah, the last week or so, it's been really crazy. Um, yeah, I mean we played we played one hundred fifty five games since we started the podcast which is, is quite a bit, but we also don't beat them. We only play like usually like two hours of each of them or something like that, or, or more if they really grab us. But more or less if I'm like, no. Yeah. I've, <laughs> I've decided to like, with the podcast in general, just sort of be like, I'm going to give every game two shots, but I'm not going to try and like, if I don't like it, then I'm not really going to. You hitting the game and the game hitting the floor. yeah it's it's the one tequila two tequila three tequila floor sort of model with the game playing um okay cool uh we played three games this week uh jbc played them on stream Mm -hmm. i got to stop by and check in on some of them let's start out with the first one probably the weirdest one and definitely the one that we all completed which was kids uh this was from racial uh, the racial justice and equality bundle it's uh from playables and was published by uh, double fine presents which is pretty cool uh, it's a short black and white playable animation. Kids allows you to move and against with and against crowds till everyone is gone. Kids is a short interactive animation drawn by Michael Frey and coded by Mario von Rickenbach. Their second collaboration after the award-winning project Plug and Play. Um, kids, I, yeah, is strange. I, you know, so uh, Michael Balzer had sent us a uh, an a preview for this, I think, uh, a while ago after he was on the podcast Mm -hmm. and it's just sort of this you know simple animation uh like these uh outlines of figures kind of running around and like almost little scenes um i'm a fan i was a big fan of this game i think it was like cool i like just i think they're doing it's funny right like it's that like minimalism to like a maximalist aesthetic right like the sort of like minimalism of the these figures like but like what happens if you have like thousands of these figures running Mm -hmm. around um yeah a lot with a little and yeah i don't know what'd you what'd you think well, I, I got a question, I, I guess, for both of you, because I played this. I played it to completion. I, I beat I beat kids. Uh, don't clip you. that. Don't clip that. Let's no. let's just make sure that that doesn't end up on the internet. <laughs> My question is, is this a video game? Probably not. Well, I, yeah, I mean, so that's that's a bit. I think this is interesting. And what's also interesting is to hear, Eric, that you liked it because we do play games that limit sort of like what you can actually interact with them and how they do it sometimes. And you're like not a fan. Well, yeah. But but I, I'm not saying that to like cast aspersions. I think you're right that this one actually does it in a really interesting way where it's I think it, I don't know if it's a game. I, I also I don't know that. But. I also like that it's not a game. Like I like what it's doing specifically. One yeah. of the things that we've worked really hard to try to do in this podcast is kind of appreciate every specific thing for like what it is a little bit, you, mm-hmm. you know? And there are sometimes when you try to do that and you really have to kind of bend over backwards to meet it on its own terms. I didn't feel that way. I really felt like this thing makes very clear pretty quickly what the deal is going to be and then sort of like innovates and surprises you in really fun ways in a really delightful kind of way that sometimes these kind of limiting games do not like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I also found myself not knowing necessarily how I was going to advance to the next Mm -hmm. screen. So that is maybe the most game like quality of it right like how do i get 
sure to then... like the next sort of thing but yeah i don't think it is a game and i but i think it's cool that it it sort of knows that it calls itself an interactive animation and to that end yeah. it's a very cool interactive animation you know and like as i'm playing it i'm thinking of like you know elements of individuality and sort of like and human nature and then like this sort of weird kind of like mortality sort of aspect you know like it's it's not it's Were you, you know were the kids getting eaten you know what i mean like it was yeah. a, it was going through your stomach for a while like that it's that part actually kind of creeped me out a little bit yeah, you know it's, like it's a little weird it's I, weird I, I felt like this was, and again, you know, they call it an interactive animation. They don't say this is a video game, right? right. They call it an interactive animation. It it felt like it felt like a museum exhibit. Like mm-hmm. completely, I, I I left it feeling satisfied, but while I was doing it, I was like, some of this is a little bit gross. Like some of it is kind of weird. It's eerie. There's like there's kind of a creepy aspect when mm-hmm. all of the all of like the uh, quote unquote kids like kind of line up at the screen and are kind of staring at you but they don't have eyes so they're not but they're just like waiting for you to do something to them yeah and and and, uh again i streamed this one there were a lot of people that were like what's going on i'm joining halfway through what is this that's that's the experience that like made me feel like it was kind of like a museum exhibit like someone just like shows up halfway through a museum exhibit and they're like what is this this is this is art i'm i came to an art museum to see art and this is art um but again, I for what it was, I really, really enjoyed it. And I love, love, love the idea because uh, this will be a critique that I have with a lot of games. Some of them are too long for what they are. This yeah. was the exact correct length for what it was. It wasn't exactly. It wasn't. It wasn't trying to like, <laughs> you know, it's like no one's grinding kids. No one's going to <laughs> like achievements on kids. Like I, I don't need a platinum kids. Uh, so that I loved it for that. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I also think, you know, we play a lot of games. I think a lot of people think writing is dialogue and writing is not necessarily dialogue. And I would say that in this game, you know, the the writing of the game is the sort of, you know, deciding like, okay, now it's this, you know, kid going through this tube or whatever, right? Like there's yeah. a little bit of like dialogue writing. And I think the like, you know, the children's voice acting is like very strange and eerie. Yeah, it's and, eerie. Like, really well done. Um, but like you can, you, we play a lot of things that are not games and excessively overwritten, I think. And I like the amount of like dialogue that's in this. Like I just sort of, it's, it's very, it's a very, um yeah like well that's what i was thinking is like the fact that there is no plot you know what i mean like every time or usually what will happen is i'll we'll interact with a game that's not really a game that is telling a story specifically and it's just completely in love with the world it's creating and its plot and i i am usually the one among us who gets like enjoys that because like it's fun to see people having fun sometimes uh, you know even if it's like the game designer making yeah but this was so refreshing in that maybe it's not a game but like there are certainly uh i'm certainly enjoying it while it's happening and i really don't know what's gonna happen next not from a plot perspective you know what i mean you're kind of like putting your own thoughts over it in a certain way which uh in like an explicit medium like uh you know visual gaming like this we don't 
often get to do. We're usually told exactly what's happening or like it's important yeah. that we sort of know. And in this, the ambiguity of it was so cool. It's like, I don't know, man, maybe they're getting eaten. Maybe it's like this weird subliminal space. Um, maybe uh, it's just like, it, like this is something that can exist like on this platform. And yeah. the fact that it does makes me really happy. Yeah. <laughs> it, it wasn't, it wasn't trying to be like cute right. or coy or funny. It was just trying to be what it is. And it's this strange thing. I, I will say that there were also some fun parts for me where, you know, there's parts of the game where you have like all these figures lining up outside of a hole and you're supposed to push them all into the hole, but you can kind of control how they fall like in batches, but it was fun to try to leave one. So just push them all and just leave one figure left standing. <laughs> I, I enjoyed that part where I was like, did it ever, did that ever advance or did I, so I, I no, you had to push them. Eventually had they had to go in right? the hole. Yeah. yeah that's yeah, yeah. the, that's the only way to lose kids is if you don't push all the kids in the <laughs> hole. There was a part uh, where they, that when they're all running diagonally, you know, and you kind of divert them all, there's like two different streams. And like, you kind of realize as you're going along through trial and error that like, you're supposed to put them all into one, yeah. but I would just leave it so that just one person was running and then all the other people were running that's the other fun. way. That's very fun. Um, that was a good time. You know, you yeah. could just sort of screw around with that for a while and then watch it for a little bit. Okay. Let's get, we've talked about this one quite a bit. Let's talk going to last thoughts um so we go into the the sort of metric is very binary it's either a pass or a play uh i'll start with this one uh for me i'm a big time play on this uh the biggest like credit i can give to it outside from being like a cool interesting like art piece is like it really doesn't overstay its welcome so if you got 15 30 minutes um and (laughs) you you just sort of meet it on its terms i think you'll have an interesting experience that's worth checking out you know it's uh which i strongly recommend i can't say that about everything in the bundle so i'm a big time uh play on this uh eric why don't we go to you next yeah i'm also a play on this i think it's really cool it's very strange um it is yeah it's interactive animation so if that sounds attractive to you it's you know go for it even if it doesn't sound attractive to you like this is a cool fun thing i also like that there never was a point where it was like click here you know what i mean like there's a lot of this sort of uh hand holding um that could have been done in this to make it a less satisfying experience they don't hold your hand they're just sort of like figure it out and you kind of do and then and then it's over and you end up feeling kind of like you have strange thoughts about like your mortality and you know like who you are and like you know what it means to sort of participate in a crowd and as a as a person so Mm -hmm. i don't know kids kids is fucking rad uh how about you jp so uh i'm a vegetarian i've been a vegetarian for 14 years and the other day i saw that kfc now has beyond chicken so they have okay. fake chicken uh, nuggets at kfc and i was driving by kfc and I, I i i was i never drive by kfc and i was driving by one and i pulled in and i waited and i got the beyond chicken nuggets and i brought them home and i ate them and my wife was like what do you think and i said they're not really for me like i don't think i'd go out of my way to get them but i really like that they exist so i don't mind paying a little money so that they keep existing you know <laughs> that's how i feel about kids like it, it, will i i probably never play it again but i'm kind of glad that i did and i'm glad that people are, are like hey let's make this type of thing and put it out into the world more so more vegetarian chicken more uh playable animations this is a play for me yeah. yeah, I had the I had the Beyond Chicken Nuggets from uh, Burger King, which uh, and I was also I didn't know they of, had them. I didn't know they had them at Burger King. Yeah, well, Burger King. Um, 
I know they have the Impossible Whopper. Yeah, which I'm a like a road trip fan oh, yeah. of. Is like, oh, I can stop at a Burger King like anywhere in the United States, and they'll have that Beyond Whopper. But the chicken nuggets, I was like, mm, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Beyond Nuggets, I'm, yeah, I, I will say the KFC ones were good, but I'll, I, you know, I, when am I ever going to a KFC? That's a, unless there was a Taco Bell in that motherfucker. That's a pass. I'm a hard pass on that. <laughs> Um, that's right. We, we could have the veggie corner with you guys as oh two God, sort of wonderful vegetarians. <laughs> hey, two of my favorite vegetarians here. There we go. <laughs> uh, next up, speaking of favorite vegetarians, not a correct Flawless segue, but here we go. Uh, Knights of the Card Table from the ra- uh, Bundle for Racial Justice and Equality. This is by Pony Wolf, a roguelite dice dungeon crawler card game. Description, master over 100 dungeons and three worlds in this dungeon crawler game, uh, card game that puts you in control of the dungeon cards. Rearrange the dungeon cards to collect loot before rolling dice to slay foes with your nunchucks. Um, yeah, it's it, sort of got this like um, Adventure Time animation style-looking yeah, yep. thing as you kind of click through these cards <laughs> the big thing the big thing is positioning you basically like you're always clicking on the next card in front of you and you can change the order of the cards within a certain parameter of what you're seeing in front so an enemy will present itself you have like your dice that you roll to damage the enemy um the enemy has a certain number of life if you roll the correct number the enemy uh dies if not it uh takes off the amount of dice uh, amount that you roll from their health and then deals the amount of damage they deal um, and then within that, there are all these kind of different power-ups uh, that you can sort of chain where they'll either give you more life or they will give you uh, more attack power. power. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And if you hit a couple of those in a row, like they'll give you more power. So you hit three of the milks in a row that give you the power-up, then you get extra power on top of the just normal milk power that you get. Um, so it's really about clicking uh, the right order and creating the right kind of like combination of things uh, to uh, – kill the monsters and then progress in the game and unlock more weapons uh more spells uh all these different kinds of things um uh what did we think of it what did you guys think i saw uh john you had a little bit of trouble uh tech wise with this one on the, the stream at the start of it i you know i, I my, my guess is that that was more of an obs issue uh mm. where my game capture for, sometimes the game capture just doesn't work and you have to just like share your screen so i i won't say I, i'm not going to take points off of the game for a tech thing that happens because wow as a streamer that's very kind of you it's very <laughs> Gen- generally i have to put it on me if some tech shit goes wrong i'm like that's probably something <laughs> i didn't do right when i set this thing up um this one was the one that i was most excited about because the description here is roguelite dice dungeon crawler card game and i'm like great i like all four of those things yeah. <laughs> this thing is going to be right up my alley i will say the um the color palette to this game was fantastic it was very mm-hmm. bright uh very fun like c- kind of cute but not like overly cute mm-hmm. um and it, it was really enjoyable to watch it music wise as well the there's only like two basic tracks that play there's like the battle track and then like the menu track um, but I will say I have played, I have played games. I just played Dungeon Encounters on a stream, um, which is like a Square Enix game. It's just a straight up dungeon crawler with no frills. And there's just one track that just kind of loops every time you get to a battle. And it got on my nerves so quickly. It was so <laughs> annoying. So it outstayed its welcome like immediately. I played this game for a couple hours and I was into the music throughout. So I think Mm. it's really good if you can have like repetitive music that is actually like fun to listen to and doesn't get really old and stale. And so I got to give them credit for that. Um, 
the only thing that I will say is that I played this game for a couple hours and I felt like I didn't advance very far. Nothing changed very much. And it was super fucking easy. Like I never yeah. at any point felt like, oh, this is difficult or I have a hard decision to make or like this yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's sort of it's almost the inverse of what you were talking about with the KFC chicken nuggets thing where it's like, yeah. this is something that is like everything that I would want. And yet I find myself being somewhat unsatisfied by it. Right. Like it's like colors are cool, right? There's cards, there's this yeah. like combat mechanic, but yeah, I want more. This is something where I want more difficult decisions in it. Like I want a little bit more of a capacity to, like have to make tough choices or just sort of be like, yeah, I played. Yeah. I popped into this game a couple times. Cause I was like, I like it. And I like clicking on things inside of it, but I was yeah. never like, you know, we played that game slice and dice recently, Alex. Right. Which I think is right. like, you know, JPC, a game you would uh, enjoy something to check out for stream for sure. I, know. I listened to that episode and I, I was like, Oh fuck. I'm a, I have to get slice and dice now. That, I mean, that, that game, game is really fun. Is so fun. And part of what makes it fun is that like, it gets really difficult really quickly. And that makes it like compelling. Right. Because then you're like, you're like chewing on something you're, you're, and then this, this never, this feels almost like a kid, version of that yeah. right like almost for kids you know like maybe this know. this feels like a great game for kids and, and when i was thinking about that i was like oh this game like kids would love this game and i'm like gpc who are video games for, They're for kids. <laughs> <laughs> you are you are a 33 year old adult man who plays video games 20 hours a week and you're like oh this isn't actually adult enough for me i'm like yeah <laughs> this would be a, a fun game for kids but that being said I think that there's in the same genre, more fun games for kids. I was thinking about it. Like it's just not complicated enough. Like it's very, like I was thinking about how much I enjoyed a game like monster train. I don't know if you guys have played monster. Yeah. Train. Yeah. I'd love that game, but there's, you know, there's three levels on monster train. So you have to like manage three different areas. Like e even if there was just like an another layer to the mechanic, I think I could have gotten into it, but it, yeah, it, to me, this game felt very like, um, yeah, just very like, I, I was not in the correct age bracket for the person who would enjoy this game. What I think, to, to be totally honest, what I think it was missing was one. So it, I hear what you guys are saying about like sort of the strategy component of things, and like how it was just a little deficient. Um, to me, the graphics were great. The music was great. I think a lot of it was great. I would have loved for there to be a little more of a world around it. And okay. honestly, if this like mechanic was at the center of like a fun story or you could branch in different directions or if it felt like yeah you know maybe the choices you made of the character you're playing would like affect the game a little bit more if it wasn't just sort of like purely math and that thing i think that's kind of what it was missing for yeah. me you know is like there is like uh, the graphics are super fun and super silly but you know, like the, there's no characters to interact with, really. There's nothing going on. There's some sort of fun, quippy writing in the um, tutorial menu and in the sort of the explanations. Um, it also kind of felt like it's really uh, JPC. I don't know. I think you played a little further than maybe I did, but I felt like it was holding your hand for pretty much the entire time I was playing. I played for like two hours and it was interesting new mechanics consistently throughout that time. In a way that felt like very handholdy, not just sort of like now here is the rule set and you can just sort of go with it, you know, like 
they also I felt like they gave you too much time in each one of the dungeons because it's linear. You're just going from island to island to do the next dungeon, and then you'll get mm. into a dungeon and you'll be like, this dungeon is 80 cards long. And it's like, why? Like, it's not <laughs> challenging for 80 cards. Like, just to introduce me to the new mechanic, make it 30 cards. Like, mm. I, I think if they cut some of the dungeon time and let you play deeper into the game because I, I played for like two hours before like the enemies started dealing one more damage mm-hmm. and even still I was like but I'm still killing them before they can hit me so it's like it, it just yeah it just I, I I wanted to be I wanted to have more of a challenge playing the game than, than I got yeah yeah I feel the same it's tough when you're three fucking sick ass gamers like us you know what I mean like yeah. we're just constantly looking for a challenge and nothing really challenges me these days you know what I mean <laughs> honestly dude if I can't slay you better pray because this game <laughs> It just did not. It did not have it for me. If I can't slay, you better pray because I'm going to say bad things about the game the and game. ruin your day. Well, well, here's the thing. <laughs> I, I I started off really liking this game. The more yeah. I played it, the more I talked myself out of liking it because yeah. it was like because I didn't want to continue playing it. You know, yeah. I got mm. I got two hours in, and I think if you're two hours into a game, especially where it's like linear and you can see, oh, there's new weapons and new upgrades and advancement. That's exciting, and you want to be like excited about finishing it. But this was this was not a roguelite uh, that I was excited about, like getting to the end of. The curve just ain't right yet, folks. <laughs> yeah, they just got to get that curve uh, correct. Uh, well, great. Let's let's get into the last final thoughts. Uh, I'll start with this one. Uh, I'm still a play on this one. I think the the complaints I had for it are relatively minor. Uh, if you like this kind of genre of thing, just pick it up and give it a try. You know, I'll. I don't know if I'd come back to it, but I'm glad to have played it to kind of, I I do. This is something that I think I like about the podcast is you play something like this and it kind of teases out just how good games that do it like really well for sure are, you know, and this isn't a bad game. Like this is still fun to play for a while. It's just not something I want to come back to uh, again and again and again. So uh, give it a a shot. Maybe you'll, um, you know, maybe it'll scratch your itch a little more, especially if you like these kind of things. But for me, I'm a play, but you know, probably won't come back again. Uh, JPC, what about you? Here's what I'll say. I am. I'm I'm trying to be, you know, a little critiques of the game aside. There is a world in which I would play this, and I think that this is game. It's it's almost idler territory for me. Mm. Like this is a game to click around in when you have something else going on. So if you're like the type of gamer who's like who likes to, even though the soundtrack is good, it's basic. You can mute it and you can watch a movie or something like that, and you could kind of just click around. Because I, the more I was playing it, the more I found myself like reading the chat of my Twitch stream, and that's never good because if I have time to read the <laughs> chat of my Twitch stream, that I. I'm not playing like the game, but I guess, you know, uh, I I played cookie clicker on stream and it was basically just me talking to my chat the entire time. And (laughs) it it was a fine time. So it's like, if, if this, if this is like sliding a little closer to idler, I'd say play. But if you're just sitting down to like, you know, play this game, there are better executions and and you can pass. You got to be focused on grinding the beans, making the espresso drinks. You know what I mean? Slinging lattes, baby. Uh, yeah, as far as like like roguelikes go, I mean like Slay the Spire, you know, like there's so many like it's not going to give you like your you know, your roguelike um it's not going to satisfy you if what you're looking for is like a strategy game, right? Yeah. But it's it's aesthetically you know, I, I think you guys are right. Like the music is great. The animation is great. Everything is juiced. It feels really cool to click on. It is kind of like, yeah. I think cookie clicker is sort of like 
Yeah, you're kind of like it's just it does feel, you know, it's funny because like I kept going back to it because I was like, it feels really good to click these cards, right? Like it just yeah. every time you did it, you were like, ooh, like I clicked a card and it would like, yeah. you, know, like you know, just so like like aesthetically and tactically it, it's it's there. It just but yeah, you know, when you start playing in the wheelhouse of like roguelike roguelites, roguelikes and dicey games, there's there's a little bit of a, for me, a kind of like strategy, you know, sort of tier that you got to kind of live up to. And, and because it doesn't do that, uh, this one is a pass for me, but you know, like maybe you've got a 10 year old who hasn't, you know, played fucking like hundreds of hours of magic together, you know, like, it's just like, you know, like (laughs) I have like, it's like, yeah, it's like coming into, you know, this is my house. Right. You know? And it's like, Oh, okay. Well, you know, you, you tried, but yeah, it's not quite my thing, but it, this could be a great entry point for, you know, a very addictive uh, type of game. So if you want to like hook yeah, your I, child and, and make sure that they don't go outside. You have some dumb kids. shit nephew or some fucking idiot cousin or something. You want to like lock them in a room and have them fucking bang their head against the wall for you two hours. Like, fucking this game. ruin their lives and make them addicted to roguelike card games. Like maybe <laughs> this is their fucking, Ugh. this is going to hook them. Maybe you got a treadmill set up and you're just trying to pass yeah. the way the time idle it away all right great so uh i think that's one play for me uh and then like two sort of plays from you guys yeah, I, guess. A pass. I pass yeah. I, I pass right. okay there we go pass <laughs> and i was uh, about to pass in a play so it's two to two it's all tied up for that game. Okay. there we go um last game he this was the game uh jpc that i picked uh picked specifically for you because i was like the the genre i've wanted to play it for a while you know i've heard i heard about it, it sounds kind of interesting but i know as a, a fan of worker rights this might be one that was interesting to you this was hero hours contract from the palestinian aid bundle by steve o'gorman a puzzle strategy visual novel magical girl anime uh, tactical role-playing game uh, description magical girls are real but the pace sucks join the union of magical girls as they fight to protect the city from evildoers by day and fight to be communized by night um, this is an interesting game. I think more than the other two, this one feels very much like a rough draft of like a game that could be really good. Um, as it is, it there's some quality of life stuff that uh, makes it a little difficult and some elements of it that feel like really grindy. Um, that stop me short from being like full throatedly endorsing it. Uh, What did you guys think? So it's this like eight bit poly, maybe kind of like Powerpuff Girls aesthetic sort of um, game where, so yeah. So you kind of like you fight zombies in this sort of tactic style, you know, combat mechanic but they don't fight which is almost is almost more puzzly than it is really tactic based it's it's a it's a puzzle yeah yeah Yeah. definitely um and then and then you kind of like sit down at the negotiating table with a a sword right like that was a sword right or a flying magical yeah i mean it was it was hard to tell they said at one point in the game what the objects were and i was like oh it's that and now i forget what it was but yes there are like three objects that give the magical girls their powers right and and you're unionizing and trying to like get yeah the premise is that basically you've been working for these magical objects like 
killing these zombies all the time and you're not it, you're not getting anything from it so it's sort of like a fun spin on that idea of like you know magical girl anime who like you know what do they really like get out of this whole thing you know and the yeah. answer is in this world nothing so they have to unionize to try to create better working conditions so for themselves. that you can then go to the mall and make friends right like that's yeah Right. Well, I mean, at one point you're like paying your dad's bills and stuff mm-hmm. too. Oh wow. Uh, okay. So this. So for me, this is a game. This is like sort of what I was talking about, where I was like, I went in, I was like, ah, oh, I don't think I like this, and then I was like, let me try it again. I went back in again and was like, no, oh, I, I really don't like this, and that was that was my experience of it. So I didn't get that far. I didn't get far enough to be paying my dad's bills. <laughs> how much? Yeah. How much time did you sort of spend in this, uh, JP? I may, I, maybe I did an entire stream playing this. Maybe it was like three to four hours. I yeah. I, I, I checked out the end of the stream. You got further than I did playing it. You got, I think you advanced the story quite a bit. It, so it, uh, basically like as you're unionizing, you, you unlock, you go to the bargaining table against your kind of magical devices and you unlock better pay and better um, opportunities to sort of like, uh, meet people and uh, unlock other parts of the map where you can do certain challenges that will then juice up your characters. How, how much of this game did you play, JP? I want to hear, I, like, I'd like to hear, you know, okay, so, how deep so, it goes. I mean, I, I played for like four hours, and the the one thing I will say is this game could really, really benefit from some sort of like options menu where it explains what the fuck is going on because. Yeah. At one point when they were describing the three magical girls and their powers, I went, I clicked too fast and I missed what one of their powers was. And it was infuriating to me. It was the one who can attack again sometimes, but Mm -hmm. I didn't understand what the sometimes was. I don't, I was going to ask you guys, because I don't know if there was something that makes sense in that. I looked it up. It's a random chance that she Uh might be able to attack again, but. Every one of the Magical Girls has like a mini game that you can play with them. And if you do play that mini game, you upgrade their power. So later on in the game, it is unlocked an arcade. If you go beat the arcade level, her percentage chance goes up. But it can go up like over 100%. So I'm like, is it 100% of all of her attacks or her 100% of her percentage chance to attack? It, it didn't make any sense to me. And I read online that, be- that it also... <laughs> You lose it over time. So if you go do like three more battles, it starts to go back down. Then you have to go back to the arcade and re-up it, which I don't love as a mechanic because it's like, just give me the upgrade. Don't make me constantly get the upgrade like every battle. Yeah, yeah, and and eventually you see like a nemesis. And my, my guess, I'm not sure if we can spoil the ending. I didn't play the ending, but my guess is where this was going was that force that is actually turning everyone into zombies is the weapon tools that you work for right and they're trying to have it both ways that was my guess as to where the story was going i think that's a very good guess um, um but yeah i mean it's it's a puzzle so like you you, you which they kind of don't really explain well either like there's a lot that I've, of like that a little clarity would have helped me a lot with this game um because each level is like a randomly populated like number of zombies and objects, and your mm-hmm. goal is to in like nine turns to hit all of the zombies and clear them out. And the way that you do that is oh, by like, you have a certain amount of turns. Okay, I never. Yeah. Okay, I, there were doctors. Yeah. There were doctors healing zombies. Yeah, <laughs> there were they, people they, making more zombies. Yeah, they certainly do that. And then levels introduce more mechanics. I, I got to say, the puzzle mechanic of it, which was not really explained well to me. 
was not my favorite thing. One of the Magical Girls' powers seems very good. It's the one that, like, if you hit someone and they're next to another zombie, it chains. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like the whole game is setting up that character to hit, and then everyone else's ability is kind of stupid. But it's very hard to set up that character to chain, and there is so much random motion from the zombies that can kind of, like, it's impossible to plan. So it really, like, doesn't benefit from, like, you spending a lot of time trying to figure this out. Like, I think that's what I mean is, like, there needs to be, like, a greater depth to this than than it currently has for it to really pay off. But there is, like, the bones of it are certainly yeah. there, you know? The, I think the biggest thing to me is, like, I couldn't figure out after you had confirmed that you wanted to strike something or, or it's like, basically initially said, okay, I'm in this position, I'm going to strike this thing. And then if you decide, actually... I don't want to strike this thing anymore. I want to like go back. I couldn't figure out how to go back. I don't know if there's an option that says like, I'm going to stop this like thing to be able to like move around a little bit more or like do something else. And that fucking, that, sucks like there's no way around that that sucks i did read up on that and that was one of the main complaints that people had about the game when it first released and they did add a back button so i think it's like x or something on your keyboard would that makes sense it's right next to the z which is the button that you do it you know like but there was no menu or button or anything in the game to tell you that so i had i had to look it up like on like steam comments or something or (laughs) itch.io comments uh to find that um the, the the thing the part did you guys get to the beach part of the game I did. And that was when I was like, oh, it's a puzzle game. So that I felt like was what the whole game was trying to do, because there was four different puzzles. You go Mm -hmm. into it. It's the same every time. And you have to use your three characters to reposition so that you can solve the puzzle in one hit. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, that's what the game is trying to do. All the other levels where it's like random shit moving around and whatever didn't feel as satisfying as me solving the little puzzles in the beach encounter. That, Mm -hmm. That to me felt like. That's the real puzzle and everything else was just too random and it didn't it didn't make a lot of sense to me. Well, and I also think that, you know, this game would benefit from basically being made by someone with a budget, you yeah. know, who can like, like a game studio where you can actually, you know, like if this was Celeste and it was just each room was hand designed with care. Yep. You know, to try to do it, I think that this ver- that version of this game is like really, really cool. Which is why I'm like not totally out on this because I'm like, this is like a cool thing that if they expanded upon and maybe got some money to do, there could be something really good here because I did enjoy grinding in it, which is usually a test for me of like whether or not I like like the mechanic. And it's fun to try to like set up chain shots. There's just like as you get later on in the battle and it becomes clear something's n- like you're not gonna be able to chain a lot anymore and you don't know how much you know, uh, other like magical girls, you can like shades, you can summon to do more damage. And you're not sure how many times you'll be able to hit someone again with the sword. Like, yeah, it just, that th- there's not enough, too much is left to chance for it to really kind of have the depth of play that like, I think this game deserves. I, 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 I think this game could really also benefit from a little more tutorial where they're really telling you yeah. what to do. Like I needed them right. to explain to me that when I was at the negotiating table, if I chose higher wages or more vacation, that was giving me time or money resources that I could then go to the other people in town and spend it on. Mm-hmm. And there was one point where I had like a, there was only one character that I was trying to like level up completely. And I kept giving him money or time or one, whatever resource. And it was like, he doesn't want to play right now. Check back later. But I lost the resource every time I did it. And I was like, is this done? Do I have to keep feeding it? Or am I losing the money just completely by doing it? I That's couldn't funny. figure out. I couldn't figure out if it was a resource dump that I was just like losing it. Or if I had to, I didn't know what was happening. 
so yeah, I mean, just just and it took me like three hours of playing the game to figure out that those resources were tied to like how much time and money I had, and then you had to use time and money to like offer to help people. It felt like there was the bones of a very interesting game here, mm-hmm. but I don't enjoy playing a game and being completely fucking lost, like as to yeah. what I'm doing. And more than anything else, the bones of a very cool game here, and like what it's about is, I think, really cool and a fun idea and like yeah. sort of spinning this idea of like magical girls uh, magical girl anime on its head a little bit and kind of you know the uh, ma- message like corporations aren't really very good and not interested in people and you can't really trust them and they're turning people into zombies i think that's interesting as well you know even if it's a little bit on the nose like it's fun i, I like playing in a world where those things are all true Yes, yeah, so I like living every day in our society. <laughs> yeah, life is a society. Society is a mirror. I mean, subject matter wise, the game is very, the very, very fun. I could tell that they were having fun writing it too, mm-hmm. and it seems like there maybe is like an undercurrent of some heart behind it with the main magical girl who you're playing as. Like, it seems like her parents are struggling. They mm. need her help around the house. She's like. There's a friend of hers who's like a kind of like agoraphobic and like doesn't want to leave, and she's trying to like get them out of their house. And it, you know, there, 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 there felt like there was a little bit of like heartstrings to this game as well. But hmm. uh, the puzzle experience was frust- frustrating enough that I, I, I missed out on some of that stuff. Well, final thoughts, folks. Uh, Eric, why don't we start with you this time? Yeah, I, yeah, I'm a pass on this one. I think it's I. I, th- I think you're being generous by saying that the bones of this, there's like a, the, the bones of an interesting game. Like, whereas I see sort of a finished, uh, I see a finished prod product here and I'm unsatisfied by the finished product. Right. And it's like, I think that there are, you know, like unionizing, like teen or like, you know, superpower girls thing. Like that's cool. I, but like the ways, I don't know, you know, like there's that thing, right? Where it's like, as soon as you start playing in like that kind of sandbox, like what do you, like, then give me that, like, give me that game. Like, I don't feel like I got that game. You know what I mean? Like, I feel yeah. like I got a lot of uh, ideas and no, no direction with one of those ideas, right? Like you could, you could have a very interesting game about, you know, unionizing, you know, superhero teens right but that's not what this was like that it was they said that that's what this was right like as you know i don't know i like similar it to wasn't Celeste, it wasn't fun enough for you to play to be able to unlock the elements of the thing that you were actually interested in maybe not i don't like you know like when we talked about celeste like we talked about a game where they're starting to use you know this sort of like other character in order to be a metaphor for um you know, mental health and stuff. And we've encountered iterations of that sort of idea that don't do it well. And, and so I think like when you start to kind of like introduce interesting, like you, the game has to live up to some of the interesting elements that you're choosing to put into the game. And when you're not doing that, then like, I think you're, you're doing sort of a disservice to the cause. (laughs) Like you're using, you know, the cause as a, kind of like flag thing for like what this thing is about and you're doing sort of a disservice to it by um not really actually creating a good game metaphor for it i'm so i've ended up being a pass interesting jpc Uh, what do you think 
so, so to me, it's 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 pretty much that exact same thing. Where it's like the primary game mechanic is where I'm spending ninety percent of my time playing the game. I found the primary game mechanic of this a little frustrating, and then even when I got it, not super satisfying. Um, so the the rest of it, the other ten percent of the game, the setting, the colors, uh, the music, I even liked. Mm. I, I I thought I thought a lot of the game was working for me, but the lack of instruction and then the actual gameplay where I'm like solving these puzzles that even when I knew what I was doing, kind of was like it was a little bit too random. It was a little too chaotic. That that's the part that I was like, this is this is the time that I'm spending playing the game. It's the setting is fine, but I'm most of the game is me going into these battles and like trying to like solve these puzzles. And that was not super satisfying. It did not leave me wanting to play more into the game. Um, even though I did like the story, there is a story and I could kind of see where the story was developing to go. So uh, I begrudgingly, I think I'm going to have to give this one a pass as well. Wow. Alex two people. I consider union strong betraying their gut. Uh, so here's the here's two things I will say about it true, in, in its true. in its favor. Um, one, when I heard about this game, it was because I saw a trailer for it somewhere else, like in some message board or something like that. And the theme song uh, to it uh, is like so good that I went and found the artist on Bandcamp and bought the album for wow. this. Yeah, wow. because the the one that's like do 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 i liked uh, it yeah i liked was, i liked the theme significantly so good the music is so good in this game it's like a really great chip tune thing so i went into this with uh like pretty high expectations um i was uh a little let down by the gameplay i'm not going to lie but the the key thing for me eric is like a lot of the times i defend games on this uh podcast where i really like what they were going for um, even if I didn't have fun while I was playing it, you know what I mean? Where I'm like, sure. it's enough that they tried. Like the the fact that like making things is hard and that they're trying to do this thing, like and that they actually made something, I think that's cool and I like that. I actually did have a lot of fun playing this game mm. for a lot of it, despite its frustrations. And that's why for me, it's not that it needs like that much more to go into it. it just needs some quality of life stuff it needs some more time like spent with it i think the story is cool the characters are cool there's a lot of elements of it that i really like and i really love a, that there's a game about unionizing that is like showing uh greedy bosses you know like getting theirs you know and like you the idea of like you need more money you want to have more gems that you're withholding from them and then they'll give you uh more time that you're kind of bargaining with like i think that's cool but for all the reasons you guys are saying, this is not like to me like a fully cooked game. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't spend it. They're not charging that much for it. But like, don't go into this thing expecting to pay like to, to like have something that like is going to feel really good to play for the whole time uh, because it's not. It doesn't. And it doesn't. Um, and that's my criteria for recommending something on this podcast is not that it has to be fully cooked. It's that like I think it does enough right that I uh, if you have the bundle, it's worth checking out and exploring it because I really do think at the core of this, there is a cool game um, and the music is fucking sick. So check it out if that seems interesting to you. Um but just know that it's not all there. Yeah, that that is I, I, well said. Uh, and so I, I am a play. Um, but what the fuck else is new? I love, you know, <laughs> I, I've loved much worse games than this as part of the podcast. So I, I, I would check this one out for sure. Uh, well, folks, 
that's it. That's the that's the damn podcast. JPC, God, what a wonderful podcast guest. It's almost like he does this professionally. I know. I, I'm a, I'm always a pleasure to have on a show. <laughs> <laughs> the incredible Venn diagram of like he's a podcaster and a streamer, so he's uh, ready wow, to talk on a podcast about video games. Oh yeah. It's true. It's true. It's it's a life, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, where can folks find you online? And uh, is there any specific projects coming up you'd like to plug? Dude, so you can always find me streaming pretty much Monday through Friday, twitch.tv slash sharkbarkman. Um, that is where I stream video <laughs> games. Uh, if you uh, would like to hear me on more podcasts, you can listen to uh, a podcast called Hey Riddle Riddle. Uh, you can find that wherever you find podcasts. We're on the HeadGum Network. Um, I also, funnily enough, I have a, uh, a side project with my buddy, uh, Johnny O'Mara, where we talk about pop music on a podcast. That show is called bill buds so another bb buddy alliteration podcast <laughs> honestly um, i started li i listened to a couple of those recently i really liked uh your pinkerton episode i thought that was we do, every yep. every uh every october now we do a weeztoberfest where we are covering the canonical works of weezer album by album it'll probably take us five years to get through it um <laughs> there are five octobers this month uh, this year though so we are we will be doing five weezer episodes this this year um I also really liked the the idea that you did where you went 20 years in the past and did like the best songs of 2002. That That's a very fun exercise. It was, it was, I, I will got to say about that exercise. It was not very fun. It was very fun. <laughs> to have a finished product. It was hell doing. It was hell. I bet dude. I bet. Um, what, what, what we try to do on that show, which is the energy I should have brought to this show, is uh, is a celebration of music. So we try to just like find something <laughs> to like about all of those things. Um, there's only been a couple of episodes of that show where we had a guest episode. Uh, we had Liz Anderson come on and she brought um, Pink's Misunderstood. What a woof of an Ooh. album that is. Ooh. And we all agreed on the show. We were like, I don't know why you picked this. And she was like, neither did I. Like in middle school, it was very bad. <laughs> Uh, but in general, we try to we try to be positive about uh, about music because we like and we love pop music. So we're just uh, we explore it on that show. Uh, you, that's the Bill Buds podcast. You can find that anywhere that you find podcasts. Bill Buds, one word. Sick. That was a great podcast. Oh, Alex, you know what? I think that we're getting really good at this. I wholeheartedly agree. Um, next uh, week, we don't have any guests. It's just me, Matt, and Eric. Um, and we're playing. We're, it's kind of a weird one. This is sort of making good on the promise we had that it, things are going to be a little different around here. On Twitter a few weeks ago, I saw a tweet from someone who linking to um, a page on the Slovak Museum of Design. Uh, there were some playable English localizations of Slovak digital games from the late 80s. So we're going to check out some English translations of early Slovak digital games. Um, it's going to be wild. We'll see. I'm excited to check yeah. it out. Yeah, no, it'll be uh, it'll be a fun one. Uh, I'm pretty I'm pretty stoked. I'm pretty stoked. I'm pretty stoked. We'll see. It'll be a good time. Uh, like and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review there, please. And check us out on the web at Bundle underscore Buddies on Twitter or at www.bundlebuddiespodcast.com. That is it. We love you. I love you, Eric. I love you too, Alex. Buddies is produced by Matt.
Matthew Hatter. Our theme song is Neoshiki by Roll Music. Email BuddleBuddiesPodcast at gmail.com to say hi.